an often comforting or satisfying sense of finality. That is what Webster Dictionary defines as closure. What's cooking good lickings? Welcome back to yet another episode of Mind the Matter. I'm your host and the realest kid on the block. Just kidding. I totally just exposed how uncool I am. But I'm Sandra Gerges. Glad you're back. And here we keep it real. Let's jump right in. All right, friends, this week's topic, the big word, the C word, closure. How many times have you gone through a breakup or lost a friend to an argument or lost somebody important in your life or encountered an individual and in the situation it just didn't go well, but you knew everything in you knew that that was it. It was done. It was over. And everything in you said never again, right? But then there's a little, little, little thing and sometimes not so little, little, little thing in your mind that just keeps searching for answers. Be honest. I've done it. I've I've done it. In fact, I'm actually going through it right now. That thing is what we keep seeking for, and it's what we call closure, right? You're saying that you're done with that person. You're saying that you're over it. You never want to deal to them again. But then you want to keep asking why. You want answers to your why. Why did they do this? Why did they do this to me? Why was I not good enough? Why couldn't they see that they were wrong? Why won't they just apologize? Why can't they admit they're wrong, right? We have so many whys and we eat away at ourselves with these questions, often hoping to come out of that with a situation where they would come back, they would apologize, they're getting on their hands and knees begging for forgiveness just for you to reject them. You knew you would be done with it. You already had that mentality. You said never again, but you still want to have that one last conversation. We're just going to talk about it. How many of you guys have said that to a friend or have heard a friend say that? I know I have. The number of times I'm like, I just want to talk about it. We're just going to talk about it. My mind's made up, but we're just going to talk about it. There's nothing to talk about. There's nothing to talk about. We just want them to come ask for forgiveness for us to reject them right? We just want them to come and say, I'm so sorry. You're so important to me. I want you in my life for us to say, nope, sorry, you're too late. You've lost me. So what's so appealing about this situation? We already have our minds made up, right? We never want this person back in our lives, yet we still have this desire to have this continued conversation. What is so appealing? What's so quote unquote empowering about that person admitted that they were wrong and begging you for forgiveness. One thing, and one thing only. It places you in control. That's it. It puts you in the position where you are the one that's able to make the choice. You are the one with control to end the relationship. And let's be honest, as mature as we like to think we are, being in control and having the power does feel pretty damn good right? Till this day, I want to be in control of the situations. I want to be the one that chooses to walk away because I think when I'm in control, that makes the pain 
a lot less easier on me. And that's all I care about. I'm selfish and so are you. And that's okay because it's a protective mechanism. So this thing that you're chasing and you're titling it closure is really just an attempt to regain control over a situation in which you feel like you lost control. If you're actually truly seeking closure, you'd be looking within yourself for it. You would not be chasing this idea or this person or this hope that you can get it out of the person. You would not be looking for answers from the other person. Rather, you'd be looking for answers from within yourself. So now that we've established what truly is so appealing about this quote-unquote blanket term closure, let's talk about how to actually work towards getting somewhat real closure. And I say somewhat because you'll figure out how I feel about closure at the end, but stay tuned. I have four steps for you. Really, it's three and a half, but let's get to it. One, be ready and willing to go through the pain of closing a chapter in your life, even if you weren't quite ready yet. The hardest thing and the thing that we desperately seek from closure is this preparement, right? It's this making sure you're ready to say goodbye. It's making sure you're ready to close that chapter in your life. And oftentimes chapters in our life close not when we're ready, but when they are ready to close. Losing people is hard. We grow comfortable with a person and then all of a sudden they're gone, right? You've shared so much of your life. You've created this version of them, emphasis on the term created a version of them in your mind. And you've grown so dependent on it, on that virgin, right? And what you need to know is that you not being able to let go of that person often has very little to do with the person themselves. And it actually most often has to do with your personal attachment to the idea, again, going back to this created version of the individual. So your personal attachment to the idea of the person that you've made in your head. And now listen, we all create ideas of people. That's how we go around. That's how it's so easy for me to love somebody and for you to absolutely hate their guts. It's exactly how people love me and yet their best friends absolutely hate my guts. It's, we create ideas of people. It's very rare that we see people for truly who they are. Rather, we create this idea. So it's not a negative thing. It's a normal thing. But learning and understanding that that's the hardest part of letting go is often the idea that the person, and it's often the idea of the person and not the person themselves, sorry. So let me say that one more time. You need to learn that letting someone go and the hardest part of letting someone go is often the idea of that person and not necessarily the person themselves. And understanding that will make it so much easier. All right, two, understand that all the questions you're asking why or all the questions you have could very well just be insecurities within you and you just need validation. Let's be honest, the first thing we do when we see our ex out with someone else is we talk about that person and we try to downgrade them, right? Like I've done it, I'm gonna be completely honest. I was 
a teenager. I've been heartbroken. I compare. It's a natural thing that we go through, especially when we're in a culture that cultivates us in insecurities rather in confidence. So you see your ex out with someone and quite honestly, you don't even know that person. But the first thing you notice, you're like, well, they just downgraded, right? They just, I'm so much better than this person. I don't understand what they see in them. I'm X, Y, and Z. I'm smarter. I'm prettier. I'm this. I'm that. When really we just don't care about the partner we just feel insecure in those things that we're comparing ourselves in right so if my first thing is oh my gosh that person is so much uglier than i am i can't believe they downgraded to that you know that my insecurities lie within my appearances right beauty is not comparable beauty is present all over it's just who sees what is beautiful is subjective but you can't compare beauty you really can't compare beauty. And so when you find yourself asking yourself those questions or drawing those comparisons, pause and think about how you can get validation for your insecurities or how you can deal with the problems you're facing within without tying it back to that person or that person you lost. Then you're learning to isolate the things you're struggling with from the person you lost, which makes it so much easier to let go of the idea of that person. My third point is know that time heals. I know you hate this, trust me, I do too. I am probably the most impatient person on the face of the earth. However, patience is your worst enemy because it tests you, yet it's your best friend because it heals you. I'm going to say that again. Patience is your worst enemy because it tests you, yet your best friend because it heals you. Think about when you first turn off a stove, right? It's been on for a while. You just made some tea. That thing is smoking hot. You can't place your hand flat on that, can you? No. So you turn it off. As soon as you turn it off, it's still hot. It's still not, you're still not able to touch it. But then over time, it starts to cool down and it goes from hot to warm to slightly warm to completely cold and cool enough for you to place your hand smack dab in the middle of it. Closure is the same way. It seems impossible at first. It's eating up inside of you. It's crazy. You are going to, you're getting burned. You're going through all of your stages of grief. You're feeling angry. You're feeling resentful. You're mourning. Then as time goes on, and as long as you keep the stove off, and you work on moving forward and not going back to the stove and keep turning it back on, you will find closure. You will find that it becomes easier over time. Now, here's my last thing, and this is why I said three and a half. Closure, in my opinion, is nothing but an abstract concept. I think we all hold so tightly on this idea of closure because we never want to face our reality and we never want to face that a period of life is over. And so we seek answers because we have such a hard time accepting what is. So I, truly, I'm giving you this talk about closure, but let's be honest, closure is such an abstract concept. Closure is the idea of ending a chapter. It's, it's the closing of something. It is something coming an end 
to an end. It's closed and done. It's put away for good. But thinking about it, it's really not possible. That experience, that relationship has played such an important role in your life. And it was so important at that moment, which is why it was so hard to get through it. But even as time goes on, 20, 30, 40, 50 years from now, although the part it has played in your life is still is not as large anymore, it's still a part, right? It's still an experience you've had. It's still impacted you. It's still shaped you. It still hurt you. It's a scar that's left on you. You grew out of it. You've changed out of it. So really, closure is not even an absolute thing, even though we're like, I just need closure, right? What is closure going to do? Closure isn't going to erase your memory. Closure isn't going to erase all the good times you had with that person. Closure isn't going to erase all the pain you're feeling right now from losing that person. Closure isn't going to change your idea of that person. Closure is really just an abstract concept and it's not going to do what we all hope it does. So bottom take home message is really closure is an abstract concept and we all love talking about it and we're like, I need closure. I need to have this conversation for closure, but really nothing, nothing that comes out of the other person's mouth is going to be what provides you with closure. You're constantly chasing this thing, but you can't seem to find it. And that's because you're looking for it in all the wrong places. And you're looking for this thing that truly doesn't exist. Understand that closure is not a closed and done, but it's simply making peace with the reality of the situation. So change your definition of closure. Change the way you approach finding closure because forgetting about that person or forgetting about that situation isn't going to do you much benefit either, right? Just because you leave the scar open and untreated so you don't feel the pain of treatment doesn't mean it's going to go away on its own. Rather, most often, if you don't treat it properly, it's going to get infected and the pain and the healing process is going to be prolonged now. So pay attention to your scars, but don't infect them. Heal them properly and understand that they're going to be scars and that's okay. That's the beauty of life. That's, when the sh that's what's going to shape you as a person and that's what's going to differentiate you. And I would love to say it makes you stronger, but honestly, sometimes it doesn't feel like it makes us stronger. And that's the most bullshit thing that people ever have said to me to comfort me. So I'm sorry, I don't care if it makes me stronger. I don't. I'm hurting right now. Where do I, where do I heal my pain? And healing your pain is never going to come from chasing answers from the person that caused it. I hope this helped. I hoped whatever situation that you've gone through or if you go through a future situation and you feel like you need to draw on closure, I hope you come back to this episode. Please feel free to share that. Actually, please, I encourage you to share this episode with somebody you love or someone you think is going through something or just share my podcast in general. I'd really, 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 really appreciate it. And... I will see you guys next week. For the time being, be sure to check out my Instagram 
at Peace of Empower Mind. It's also in the podcast description. And if you are listening on Apple Podcasts slash iTunes, please do me a huge, 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 huge favor and leave me a review so that we can keep this thing growing. Until next week, stay empowered. Thank you.